everybody. Welcome back to Save It in Secret, the micro-podcast series about my thesis research experiences in Zambia. This research starts with three short episodes about three key moments in my research. I follow generally the same structure, whereby I start with a description of the situation and the context in which the key moment took place. Then I share with you how it steered my research and how it eventually steered me in my personal development. Today we look at the third key moment, how to deal with 100 80 degrees contradicting answers. This episode takes us back to the transcription work. Only after Tandiwe translated the deep Chewaf to English for me, I was able to understand what was being said. While a lot of words were being repeated over and over, like Mwakabisira, which means in secret, or Nichabuino, is that good? Or Sunguya Yandalama which means saving money. I gained a very specific Chichewa vocabulary that only existed of greetings, which I did every day, and these research-related key concepts. Anyway, the rest of the content I only learned when I was far out of the villages and not able to step into the interview and to ask for clarification. And, oh my, did I want to do that a lot Groups both said yes and no to the same question within the same interview. Like here. Sanga <laughs> The first woman you hear in this fragment is Tandiwe. She asked the questions, and what about your man, Asibambo? Can they save in secret? Most of the women say mosi mosi, or something along those lines. This means it is the same. It is the same for men as it is for women. Another lady explains that the men should do the same as women, which is to consult the spouse while budgeting or spending the money. Yet, one of the head women asks the group, so what about money for drinking beer? Then they all discuss a bit amongst themselves, but one lady is very audible. She says, that money for drinking beer? They do not show it to their women. Even if they want to give it to the girlfriends, they don't show it. On the men's side, it is not possible to show all the money he has. He can show us a portion and another portion he gives for himself. For example, a man can have a hundred or fifty kwacha, which is the local currency. But maybe he will show you forty kwacha and he keeps the rest for himself because he has other programs. Therefore, it is possible for a man to hide money from the spouse. Within the group interviews, it happened quite a number of times that the same participants both agree with the question and later on disagree strongly against it. Out of the whole of the interviews, there were three key concepts 
that were most important within relationships. Honesty, trust, and unity. People kept coming back to those concepts, saying something like, a woman can save in secret when there is no unity in the house, or a man can save in secret when he cannot trust his wife with the money. Here come three fragments in which the participants of the clarification interviews I did in English try to give me some insight as to how this contradiction can exist and why people say both yes and no. Listen up. We start with Mr. Nyarinda trying to explain to me why men can and cannot save in secret. In one of the interviews, or no, actually in a couple of them, we asked the people first question, can men save in secret? The women say yes. Then later on we ask the same question again, can men save in secret? And they say no. Can you explain this? How can they say yes and no? That's what I was putting in. I said in the group, there is a group influence. Yeah. yeah. But they yeah. said in the group yes and no. Uh-huh. That's why I'm trying to explain. Uh-huh. You were very new to them when you asked in the first instance. <laughs> so, to try and uh, uh, make you happy, <laughs> they said, ah, yes, they can, they, they, men can keep money. But at the second thought, they wanted to be very truthful. <laughs> they said, yeah, they could see that uh, what they were giving you as uh, an opening statement should be passed on to you thoughtfully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so which one do you think is true? I think you've already said it. Yes. Yeah. Can men in the village save in secret, yes or no? I was saying yes mm-hmm. because of the, the cultural So, cultural backgrounds can play a role. Well, coming up now is Christine trying to explain to me why men and women mean to be honest and want to be in an honest relationship, but at the same time, do not trust their spouse. On the one side, I heard people say in my interviews in the village, it's important to have a trustful relationship. At this, at one second later, I heard those same people say, "Husbands don't buy their wives a phone because they think they'll call their boyfriends, mm-hmm. and we will use mobile money because my wife she's illiterate, so mm-hmm. she cannot see how much money I have." Mm-hmm. So they say it's important that you trust each other, but they practice something else. Mm-hmm. Sure. How can this be at the same time? <laughs> yeah, that thing happens. Yeah, people don't have that trust. Yeah. No. Like uh, the men, have you have said that he cannot, he cannot buy a phone mm-hmm. for the wife because maybe he'll be calling the boyfriend. It happens. Even though the woman who she doesn't have boyfriend. No, just that in the head. Interesting how men suspect their wives from doing the same things as they do while the women actually don't do anything wrong. Here comes Jason trying to explain to me that I always have to read between the lines. 
how can it be that people at the same time, exact same time, they said it's important to always be honest with your spouse, while at the same time they also said it was good to keep money for yourself. Isn't that a contradiction? Mm, I don't think these two moves together. I don't think so. To my understanding, I don't think if they move together. Okay. They, they have the in their in feelings that they know. know to keep something in secret is That's important. Better. Yeah. I don't think these two move together. No, right? No. What do you think applies to most people here? Most married people? Do you think they are always honest? I don't think or so. Or do you think they keep some money? I don't think they're always honest. No. No. So I they must be so. keeping some. They do keep some money in secret. If there are some who are honest, maybe very few. <laughs> and if they're there, who are honest to one another, uh, I'm sure they cannot keep in, in secret. No. No. Because then why? Why, why? would you want to why? do this? Um, you are honest to one another. How could you do that? Right. So let me sum this up for you. We started off with Mr. Nyerinda pointing out my presence influencing the answering. That how sometimes people want to please the researcher, but then later on think perhaps it's better if I tell what I feel or what I think instead of trying to figure out what the researcher wants to hear. Then Christine. Christine explains that people sometimes do A and say B and also other times do B and say A. There is no clear linear line of behavior. Context changes, people change, so sometimes behavior changes with it as well. Finally, Jason. Jason adds to this that always is a difficult sphere to access and it is very, very rare to find those who are always honest. People are people wherever you are. All these contradictions in the data gave me the knowledge that this topic is very integrated with other topics as well, and that these connections are rather complex. The confusing answers made me realize I had to find people who were able to explain these contradictions to me, hence the clarifying interviews with, among others, Mr. Nyerinda, Christine and Jason. My research was steered by these interviews in the sense that they added qualitative data and individual data to put a label on it. They helped me literally to filter the meaning from what was actually spoken and explore several topics deeper. The interviews steered me personally in the sense that I had a better chance to develop my interview skills and to have a different connection with the people I saw on a daily basis. I had such a great place at the community center and I am so grateful for the openness and approachability of the workers there. Zikoma Kwambili. Thank you guys. This brings us then at the end of the third episode and with that at the end of the first mini-series within this podcast. I hope you enjoyed getting a deeper insight into my research data and the challenges that I dealt with. The coming episodes will dive deeper into the contents of my research and the theoretical framework I worked with. Thanks for listening and until next time.